Hello, this is Rafael Davidovich. It's Wednesday, which means we're learning Nach. It's Nach Wednesday. After a week off, we are now in Sefer Yehoshua, Perak Yud Daled. That is the book of Joshua, chapter 14. Here we seem to continue the, the uh, story that continued in chapter 13, which is describing how the lands are divided amongst all of the tribes. And if you take a look, that is certainly how it sounds when the, when the chapter begins. These are the places that the children of Israel inherited, which were distributed by Elazar and Yehoshua, Elazar being the Kohen Gadol. And it's described that the division would take place through a method of lottery, which we have not yet described. Yet, the chapter then changes before it actually gets into the nitty-gritty of it, which actually only happens in chapter 15, we seem to have an interruption. And obviously it's not a real interruption, as I will explain. But we have here that The children of Yehuda approach Yehoshua. But it's not the children of Yehuda per se, or not only in the respect of being the, the tribe of Yehuda, it's Kolev. They may love Kolev ben Yifuneh HaKnizi, our old friend Kolev. You might remember Kolev back from Parshas Shlach. He was the other good spy. There was Yehoshua, and then there was Kolev. These were the two good spies versus the ten bad spies that had negative things to say about the Holy Land. Yehoshua and Kolev were the good guys. Now Yehoshua goes on to become the leader of the Jewish people, and Moshe's successor, whatever happened to Kolev? So if you know your Medrash, Medrashim say that Kolev was one of the two spies that Yehoshua sent at the beginning of the book. But his name is not listed. That is a Medrash. Here is now the first time in the text of Sefer Yehoshua that we are reintroduced to Kolev. And they seem to go over the good old days. And he tells Yehoshua, I was 40 years old when Moshe sent me to spy at the land. And I brought a, a report, and he reminds him of everything that happened. And he says, you remember how Moshe swore how we would inherit part of the land? And here we are 45 years later. I'm 85 years old today, and I'm still as strong as I was back then. So he says, please give me this land that Hashem promised to Moshe, that Moshe promised to me on that day. And what are what is that area? So that is Hebron. But not only Hebron, it's specifically mentioned here that this area had the what is called the Bnei Anak, the giants. And the, so that there were still giants living in Hebron at that time. And what does Yehoshua do? So you look at the very almost the very end of the chapter. Yehoshua blesses him. And he gave him the city of Hebron. And that's why Hebron would end up belonging to Kolev ben Yefune as an inheritance until this day. Hebron, which had previously been called Kiryat Arba. Right? And what was that? The Arba, not the number four, which is usually how we associate it. But rather, rather Arba was the someone's name. He was one of these giants. And then the chapter ends, Veharis Shakta Mimilchama, that this is when the war ended. 
The reason I think this is significant, and I, I share this with you, and I haven't seen this anywhere, but to me it's a, just a beautiful thought, even from a literary perspective, but certainly from the perspective of Jewish history and Jewish destiny. Who is Kalev? Kalev is uh, the acknowledged leader, Tzaddik, of the, of the tribe Shevet Yehuda. Kalev appeared, like I said, back in Parshas Shalach, and now he appears again. He's going to appear yet again in Sefer Shoftim. I'll tell you what Kalev is. Kalev is the forerunner. He's the foreshadowing of David HaMelech. And that's why it says he gets Hebron, because we know where does David come from? David comes from Hebron. In fact, if it wasn't for Sefer Rus, I would suggest that the foreshadowing is so strong in these places that we are really meant to think of Kalev as being David's ancestor. There are many allusions to the Medrash, and there's a Gemara in Sota that even says this. I'm sorry to bring up a Gemara here, because this is a Shir and Navi, but I think it's important. Even though the Book of Ruth says at the very end that the ancestor of David was, of, in this time was Nachshon ben Aminadav, who is also a great leader in, of Yehuda in his own right, yet even though it's Nachshon, I think the rest of the stories here really points to Kalev as being the one that we should think of as the progenitor, if not in a f genetic sense, but at least in the sense of the plot of the story. He is the hero of Yehuda. He is the one who now, we discover, gets as a gift the city of Hebron, which is, of course, where David and David's father Yishai are from. So what we are, what, what the Navi is doing over here is some heavy, heavy foreshadowing of the eventual ascendancy and leadership and monarchy of the Jewish people coming from Yehuda, and at least in a conceptual, spiritual sense, through the actions and heroism of Kalev. And this is why this is being put here. Right before we discover how the land is to be divided, what we are hearing right now is how the land is preparing for its future, a future which is almost 400 years away or for about 400 years away, of Yehuda and David HaMelech being the eventual leaders of Klal Yisrael. Thank you all for listening.